0: Hi friends, I'm Mel Hyatt, and this is the single mom cast by Arise Ministries, and your favorite Pam Keneally is with us today, Pam. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, and today we're going to talk about prayer, and not just prayer, but how to make prayer a part of your relationship with your children. And to help Pam and I really establish this rhythm and have this conversation, we brought in a friend and an author, Cindy Branton. Cindy, welcome. Good morning, welcome. You say good morning. Cindy is all the way in Arizona. It's like nighttime here, Cindy. It's night. (laughs) Hi. We are Zooming with Cindy. She's from Phoenix, Arizona, and we're so glad she was able to make time for this today. Um, Cindy, you are a sixth-grade math teacher. Bless your heart.
1: It's the best gig ever. I
0: love it. I might be calling you. Um, I have a seventh-grader, and... I just don't remember math, Pam. <laughs> I know. Well,
2: now <laughs> you know who to turn to. Yes. I, I know, know who
0: to call. You also lead a college ministry at your church. So when you're not spending time with sixth graders, you're choosing to spend it with some college age humans.
1: Yes. It's a ministry called SBYA, Sun Valley Young Adults. And it's for college young adults. And it's a hoop; It's really fun.
0: And then there's more, you come home to three awesome little girls, and tell us, what would you like the moms to know about you?
1: Well, being a mom, it's one of my favorite things on the planet, I have three little girls, Um, Brielle is 12, Braylon is 10, and Briarly is the funniest seven-year-old on the planet, so those are my three little cuties, and they take up a lot of my time in a good way
0: they do. And they I can't wait to hear more about them and the relationship that you've built with them in prayer. But I think they probably inspired this book that you just released uh, called Words to Jesus and Children's Litany to Prayer as a Family. Is that all? You're going to have to help me with that one. Is that the whole title?
1: That's That's the title and the subtitle. Yes. And I wrote it for them. I mean, I, I really kind of just wanted to write one book, just this just have one copy that I could give them. And then I was like, well, let's just do this thing and let's try to publish it and see what happens.
0: Awesome. Well, we're going to definitely talk more about that and talk about what inspired you to deep dive into prayer and all of those things. So we are so glad that you are here today and we can't wait to learn from you. It is.
2: We're so excited. So, you know what, Cindy, I just want to uh, the listeners um, to hear uh, why I know why you wrote it, but why is prayer so important when it comes to our children?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I would say, firstly, because I only know a fraction of things. I really don't know much, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so to be able to provide answers for my daughters, I'm just very limited, right? I'm one woman, kind of dumb sometimes, make a lot of mistakes, but prayer is my opportunity to connect my kids my little girls to the father who knows everything who created them who knows them in ways that i i wish that i did but i don't know them as fully as the father does so prayer is so important because it points my kids to jesus not only points them to him but gives them a way to communicate to him to share their hearts with him and then to listen to what he has to say to them
2: that's so good i often think that prayer is um is so great thinking about children you know because they they are filled with such innocence, and they love so unconditionally. They they just love so unconditionally, and they're naturally spiritually overflowing, and have joy. And you know, prayer is the Father's way to like draw them to Him and commune with them, and connect with them, and tra- begin that transformation process. And so, we are really excited to hear how you do it. We know the not, we know the whys. We just need the hows. Mm-hmm. And so, single mom, if you're wondering how stay tuned because we are excited to share some of those. So I just love that. That's so great.
0: Pam, you shared with me a story yesterday. And when when you said that, it made me think of that kids are, it's just sort of this easy concept for them, I think, connecting with the Lord. Would you share with Cindy and our moms (laughs) the story you told me with your grandchildren yesterday? Oh, my goodness.
2: Well, I was driving down the road, and I had a four-year-old in the car and a seven and an eight. And they they are just little sponges and they like to just imagine what you say in their world and so we were talking about that God is big and of course my four-year-old was he's big as Superman and was ta- thinking about the superheroes and and my other ones were God is big and this 4 year old's thinking hmm God is big and he goes Grammy is God five years old? <laughs> Oh my goodness, how cute. And so I just think God love them. They take everything so seriously in their little world. And it was just a transforming moment. So I, I do love that story. Thank you for letting me share it. I loved again. it
0: of him just being like, yes, he is big. He must be five. He must be five, Grammy. <laughs> And you know what? God is five to him. That's the incredible thing about the Lord, that if for you, for him to be mystical and big, that he's a five-year-old, then that's what he becomes. No wonder
2: Jesus said, let the children come to
0: me. Yes. I agree. I love it so much. It's so cute. Is he five? You have to remember that forever. (laughs) Yes. And maybe we need to tell ourselves sometimes, God, you're five. five. You You can can handle this. this. (laughs) So, Cindy, you wrote this book, Words to Jesus. Why? You know, I mean, you've got a lot going on. You're a mom and a teacher and a pastor and all of the things. And then you just decided to write a book. Tell us about that.
1: Yes. So, um, we have this book. I've just recently been introduced to litanies. And so um, I ordered this beautiful leather brown, leather bound brown book of litanies to sit on our dining room table um and to go through them while we eat well while the kids sounded precious sounding out these gigantic words (laughs) i mean they sounded so holy when they were (laughs) reading this i was like oh lord yes um they had no idea what they were saying if i'm honest it was the comprehension wasn't there at all. They could say the words, but they, they don't know what half of them meant. So I just thought, I wish that there was a tool that I could use that would be litanies that they would understand so when they're praying, they actually know what they're saying. And it's not just words that are repeated, but um, big feelings that they're feeling in their heart that they're conveying to the Father. So um, I just wanted that, and I looked for that, and honestly, I couldn't really find one out there, so you know, DIY. I'll just write my own.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So she just got after it. Well, tell me something. You mentioned litany. What is a litany?
1: All right. Well, I did a little research and then I would remember it and then I kind of forget like, wait, liturgy? Litany? (laughs) What am I doing here? Um, So a litany just in its basic form is a call and response prayer. It's been used for centuries actually Um just a leader in a church would read part of the prayer and then the congregation would read another part of the prayer but you know you can read them as a family and just you take turns being the leader and one person leads and one person follows and so it's this back and forth kind of communal prayer
2: and I do love that because that's what prayer is. It's communication. And as you learn more about prayer, it's not just you asking for petitions, but it's being still and listening to a response. So prayer is a communication. Yeah. And sometimes I forget that when I come to the Lord and I'm desperate. It's just a dialogue. It is just a dialogue. But how wonderful for the children in your household to start learning about the conversation. And and moms, we're going to be telling you ways that you can do this with your children. So we are just really excited to have Cindy with us.
0: Yeah, Cindy, thanks for being a go getter. And um, I have to just point out that we we are zooming, and we see her little girls in the background. And I, I think at first she's babies. like, "Oh okay. my gosh, what's happening?" I was doing something, people like little mice. So. No, this is perfect. Okay,
2: this is what happens. They're gonna walk up any minute, and they're gonna say, "Can I have a snack?" I know. I love you so much. Get out
0: of here. I (laughs) I saw your face go, oh, my goodness. And so we just got to call it out because our moms listening get it. Like you just you asked them for 30 minutes and they just couldn't. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Thanks for your patience. Oh, they did great. We get it. We totally get it. So, I, you know, first of all, thank you for being uh a trailblazer in that of that you did you couldn't find anything. So you went and made it and we're Mm -hmm. all going to benefit from that. I know you thought you were just doing it for your girls, but the great thing about the Lord, because he's five is, uh, (laughs) he takes those things and he uses them for his kingdom. So I love that. Um, okay. So let's talk about these litanies, uh, which is a word that thank you for teaching me. Um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to Google this. So how can they, how can litanies be, A useful tool in teaching our children about prayer? Because I I almost feel like that litany is a big, smart person, traditional thing. And I love that you're like, no, this is going to be a part of my children's world. So how do we how do we use that? Well,
1: it's a tool, right? And the beautiful thing about a litany is it's modeling. And as parents, we're doing that all day long for our kids. We're modeling all different things. This is how you put the silverware away. This is how you make your bed. Well, this is how you pray. Um, And I think that this is... So if you know me, I... I have a lot of things. I have a lot of words, right? Like I can't stop talking. And so God has given me this abundance of words. Um, So when I pray, sometimes I feel like, oh gosh, it's so long because I have so many words. Um, But when my kids pray, sometimes it's really short. Jesus, thank you for today. Love you. Amen. Um, Which is beautiful and so glorifying to God. But I want them to have that freedom to expound on how they're feeling. Um, Or maybe sometimes it's hard for kids to articulate exactly how they're feeling. They don't have the words. Um, When I first started writing this book, originally I thought I would call it Without Words. And because that's what this is it's a tool when you're without words and you don't know what to say. Um, Some of the litanies cover big things, like when you lose someone or when you have a friend who's sick in the hospital. Um, And so this is, it just provides you the words and then you can just pray them out of your own spirit and your own emotion.
2: Can you do something for me? I just want to clarify uh, before we go any further can you give me an example of a litany I mean what w- give me an example it's like it's conversation like you have them in your book can you give me an example so we'll kind of know what we're talking about
1: absolutely so um like in my book in my book, the way that it, um, I like it because I tried to make the child the leader of the litany in this. So every litany starts with the child being the one Love it. to read their part. And so I'm looking at the one here that says when someone is ill or hurt, and so your child would lead and say, God be our healer. And that part, your child is going to repeat all, all throughout the book. Um, the, a lot of the Psalms are like this too, as you read through the Psalms, there's, it's easy to see his love endures forever, you know, reading apart, part and then his love endures forever. Um, but in the book, so the child would say, God be our healer. And then the parent goes on to read, you know, my heart aches and breaks that my friend is hurting. Please bring healing to their hurting body. We ask that you would show your power you know, on and on. And then the child says, God be our healer. Love so it. it's this back and forth um, repetition with your child. And here's what I wanted it to your child to be saying a truth over and over so that it sinks into their little hearts that God is big and he is our healer just over and over. The more they say it, hopefully the, the deeper it sinks into their little hearts.
0: Cindy, I wanted you to read that. you a text that I got from a friend who, uh, told me yesterday that she had bought your book because I, um, I have like 12 followers on Instagram, so I posted it <laughs> so that my friends who had uh, younger children would, would be able to get this. And she said, this book is the perfect thing to read together in the morning while we are waiting in the carpool line. It has given my six-year-old son confidence to pray out loud with me because the lines are so easy to repeat. I also like the definitions at the bottom of the page and the follow-up questions. I'm really able to engage with him in prayer. I'm so thankful for this book. That's so great. And I wanted you to hear that, too, because I wanted you to see that the Lord is using it and that what you did— He's he's using it, and, and for our moms to hear that if the Lord has given you a heart for something, and for your children, that that can be a part of your story, and you can share that with other people to use. And He's using it, and I'm so thankful. And I, I loved that the timing of her telling me that she got the book because so I thought, well, we're doing a podcast tomorrow. So
1: my goodness, that I can't even tell you what that does to my heart. Um, just like, wow, God, how good are you? How how good are you that you're using this book in other people's lives when people text me or send me pictures. I just think, are you kidding me? Like, thank you so much, God. This is a tool that I use for my family, but I don't know. God, God is good and his truths apply to all of us. And so, yeah, please other families gain from this just like I gain from other people. Yes.
2: I'm thinking moms that perhaps today you are hurting. I'm thinking of the mom that's hurting through possible a relationship that's broken up or through a child disappointment or financial failure or job insecurity uh, or a recent health issue that I'm thinking of a single mom that called us that called me that has shoulder issues and she needs a shoulder replacement and on top of a new job and um, I'm thinking of the moms out there that they need to say every day God is my healer. They need to write it on a post-it note. Moms, write it on a post-it note and put it on your steering wheel. And you say it five times a day. You know, it doesn't take much to incorporate the truth of God's word in the transformation, not just in their heart, but in your heart. Maybe you need this more than they do. This is a book for you. This is a must book for your heart and for theirs. And I'm just thinking how powerful to say that to yourself, God is our healer. And so, Cindy, does the book, is it primarily on the character of God? He's a healer. He's a provider, comforter. Is it primarily on God's attributes?
1: Yeah, I would say it's on his attributes. Just, just these basic truths that we need to know, that he is always there. We're never alone. Um, just reminding our kids of who God is.
2: I love that. Well, let me ask you another question. How can single moms prioritize prayer in their homes? They have they're, you know they have so much to do and so many priorities and so many responsibilities and so many priorities to get them dressed for school and the lunch boxes and shoes that match before they walk out the door. So how can they prioritize that means make prayer at the top of their list?
1: Okay, so I feel like there's maybe a few different ways to do this that I can think of. Um, The first would be building it into the schedule. You know, important things you put into your schedule. And so building that family culture of, before we eat, we pray, Um, or before I tuck you into bed, we pray. So if you make it um, part of the tradition of your family, then you are incorporating it into that culture and you'll be practicing it every day, especially if you attach it to things that you do every day, whether it's waking up or maybe you brush your teeth and pray. I don't know, but just these things that you do regularly, um, just infusing prayer into that and attaching prayer to that, that helps, I mean, as a mom, there's so much to remember. I can't tell you, today I, I just found out I did not turn in all of the permission slips for a field trip, so <laughs> I just always am feeling behind. Um, but if I can attach prayer to stuff that I know we're gonna do, I know we're gonna brush our teeth, I know we're gonna go to bed at night, um, so, so that's one way. And another way I think would be um, just making it part of who you are. And I know that sounds kind of ambiguous, but what I mean is my kids, we're just always talking to Jesus out loud. I don't care if we find a great parking space. Um, If we do that, my whole car of little girls in the back says, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I love that. Um, So we're just always talking to him, acknowledging his goodness, acknowledging that we need his help. but yeah, like if we're, if we're driving somewhere and I'm not patient, I'll say, guys, I just need to pray. Or sometimes I just start praying out loud and they become part of it. I just say, God, I don't have enough patience for right now. I, I need more of you. I, I'm frustrated. I'll say I'm frustrated with my kids and I need you because I know you love them more than I do. So I need your help. So I'm just always talking to Jesus out loud and they, they see that. So it's, it's part of our routine, but it's also part of our constant conversation.
0: Well, and I think that's so important. I always will encourage something that I had to learn to do and something that I love to encourage our moms is that, um, when we're having, so we'll go back to the friend that is sick or that needs healing. Sometimes we want to hide those things from our kids, or we want to protect them. And, Prayer is such an incredible way to engage your children in those real life things that could be painful. And we kind of want to hide them from them, especially if the Lord hasn't answered a prayer. And to really just bring them into that space is teaching them... This relationship with the Lord that is reciprocity, that I I do really need these things from you, Lord, but I also am going to spend time with you in this. And and I have a, a story that I tell a lot about this pebble that was in my son's ear that the Lord didn't answer our prayer. And it's been this really big part of he and I's faith journey together of talking about why or what what prayers the Lord did answer. And I just think that that's, that's so important. And I, I have another friend I wanted to say, because not everyone will buy your book or can buy your book. And your book is uh, is it's for younger children, you would say?
1: I would. I would say early uh, toddler to early elementary school. But I teach sixth grade, and they were so precious just, like, looking through it. So who oh. oh no, knows,
0: right? <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> it's yeah. because you're – I mean, it's, it's a cute book I love. It. I was so excited to share it with my friends. But um, I have a friend that every time they see an ambulance – Um, they will in the car to their kids say, let's pray for that person. Mm -hmm. Let's pray for that person. And I just think those little things that is this culture of normalizing prayer and it becoming not just what we do before we eat or when we're desperate that, Oh, your, your girls are going to grow up and be like, man, my mom prayed about everything. And you're going to be like, yeah, I did. (laughs) I I have a tiny little story. When
1: you said that you were praying for the um, that your friend prayed for the ambulance. We do the same thing. Um, we're driving around. We used to live in Joplin, Missouri. So we're driving around Joplin, Missouri, and my, my youngest daughter, who was tiny at the time, she was maybe maybe three or four, and she said, oh, mom, we need to pray for the aliens. And I was like, What? And let's pray about everything, but what are you talking about? Uh, and she's like, the aliens, we need to pray for the aliens. And that's how she, she was saying ambulance, but I didn't know. And so now every time an ambulance drives by, we're like, oh, pray for the aliens. Oh, I love that.
0: That's so cute. It would be great for somebody to just overhear that. Oh, it think, would. Oh, I love crazy that. Crazy Branton yes.
2: family. I know. Oh, yes. Well, Cindy, let me ask you, what are some things to look for to measure if your child is understanding the concept of what prayer is?
1: I love that. Um, I I feel like you can tell if your kids are understanding what prayer is when they start to initiate it. Right? When something goes wrong and they say, let's pray about it, Mom. Oh. Try to keep your mascara on for that one. You know, (laughs) like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a really great idea. Or, um, yeah, when your kids recognize difficult situations that you as a grown-up are going through and they say, can I pray for you? (sighs) Yes, please. Yes. Yes. All the words. Uh, Just give me all your little... Precious, holy word. I'm so um, jealous
0: that you have girls right now. My boys are like, yes. my mom has feelings. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right. that's
2: so cute. I, mean, I love that.
1: So, I think. It, I mean, even if they grab this book and they're like, "Can we read this together?" Yes, you are understanding that there's power in in words to Jesus.
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I love that. You know what? Um, I. I wanted to know, uh, Mel. What what is one final thing she would say to single moms to encourage
0: them? Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask some more questions. Okay, please do. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, well, I just have. Here's you you brought this. This made me think of this, Cindy. I know you told that story about the ambulance, um, but I wanted to. The reason I butted in, Pam, is that I want our listeners to hear a story from both of you um, about some way that you have experience prayer with your children i know you told that story about you and the aliens but Mm -hmm. can you tell us another and it can be serious or funny but i just wanted us to share as a group here a moment that we've had um with our kids
2: absolutely pam do you want to go first i'll
0: let you go first
2: (laughs) you go first i'm sure you have Um, a lot me as well
1: (laughs) i've got a few different ones um but let me share this one um I, I used to lead a youth group in Joplin, and I, on the nights that I would speak, I would be the speaker for the youth group, I would just be so just nervous, and my husband traveled all the time, and I would be like, you know how it is, getting the girls in the car and trying to be calm when I'm getting ready to go do God's work, and I'd be frustrated and hot and sweaty, and like, get in the car, like you were saying, like, get your shoes, here we go. Um, and so I would just be so flustered on the way to church, um, so flustered. I couldn't even pray for myself to like calm down and focus on the night and to remember what I had been preparing for. So I just, we started getting into, in the tradition of when we drive to church on Wednesday nights, I'd say, okay, you guys know I'm not doing okay right now. Can somebody pray for me? And, oh, it just gets me choked up to think about, um, like my daughters, sorry, That's okay. um, like my daughters going before, the King of Kings on my behalf, because I didn't feel prepared or adequate enough to do it. And just their sweet little words of like, God, help, help my mommy to know how to preach tonight and help her to words, be strong and powerful. And wow. I mean, that, that is such a gift that, that they gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, and knowing like, okay, thank you, God, that your truth is sinking into their hearts, just like all the blessings, right? Like, they know you and they love you but they also love me god and they know where my help comes from and that it's from you so that's just one example i can
2: do you know what i love so much about that is your vulnerability with your children that is Mm -hmm. so attractive to them to see uh that you need their prayers i mean not you know you need their prayers i mean that's alarming to a six or seven year old and so what a wonderful um act of accountability they start taking on to pray for their mother you know and so uh it's it's amazing how that act of honesty they see you're real and they they can trust you it builds that trust and security with their mom and then they feel good about themselves and then when you're better you can i'm sure you say thank you for your prayer I, it god just answered in such a great way it makes them feel you know connected to god and that's what the prayer is all about And you
0: also you were teaching them to pray for other people because sometimes we can yes. be so consuming with our prayers, and to just pray for other people, and I I love that you did that. I do too, Pam. I, love I bet that. I bet in your experience of raising your kids, and you have these adorable grandkids, that you have to have a story as well.
2: You know what I do, but the story that came to mind just happened today. It just ha- it's okay. not so much it's not so much with a long time ago. I could think of a bunch of those, but just today, with um, I was my daughter called me at you know. Uh, she lives across the street a bit, and she says, Mom, I'm dropping off uh, Max at school. Do you want to ride with me? And, of course, I always will jump. I says, I have my robe on. Pick me up. I'll go. And so <laughs> so she comes over. I jump in the car. And I was like two seconds late, and we're driving to school, and then she— was concerned about something with the school that she had an opportunity to switch him to another school quickly and she just didn't know what to do and it's just like it's just like you know she's an adult with children and so she's like I just don't know what to do and what we do as moms we take that opportunity say oh that is you know oh well, I wouldn't know what to do either. You know, no, you take that opportunity, even when they're adults, to say, oh, my goodness, what a great time to pray. Well, dear Father, I just pray. And you don't even say, let's pray. You just well, dear Father, I just pray right now for angels over the school. And you just, you just seize the moment, moms. Yeah. Seize the moment if they're your kids are upset about something or you are seize the moment don't even say well let's just stop and bow our heads and pray no seize the moment and just it means oh well father this is a great time to come to you and talk about billy doing this this is just an opportunity you're, you never sleep and then throw in a little spiritual nugget lord you, you never sleep you know you're up all night and so i know you're awake right now or you're never too busy you know you're your social media is not so big that you can't always hear us when we call you know just throw in a little spiritual nugget real quick and then just pray and then you don't have to make a big deal about it but make it practical make it real make it make it something that they can identify with so I loved your example of just being honest that really touched my heart I do love that
0: I'm just inspired by both of you uh You know, it wasn't something where you both said, well, I put an alarm on my phone and we sat down and we got on our knees next to the bed and we put our hands together. (laughs) You know, you're just proving that... Um, a part of being a mom is really shepherding your children just day in and day out in the car. And even as they're grown and mm-hmm. with your robe on, I, I am just imagining yes. Pam just <laughs> jumping in the car. What color is this robe? It's Bright white. Pink. Oh, it's <laughs> white. You're it's like so angelic. Angelic. <laughs> angelic. With coffee stains all over it, of course. <laughs> I love that so much. I want to tell just like a really, I have two really quick, quick stories. Um, my first one is my favorite. My, I, I once heard my youngest praying in the he was taking a bath, and I was so excited because I heard him say, Dear Jesus and God and the Spirit. And I was like, I'm listening. And he was like, my mom is so mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I had gotten onto him. And I don't know why you made her that way, but um, can you make her nice? And so I thought it would be funny when he got out of the bathtub. I was like, hey, I thought you should eat ice cream. And, you know, I was like overly being nice because I wanted Uh him to believe that the Lord answered his prayers. So, um, yeah, yeah, he was complaining. His prayer was a prayer of uh, (laughs) complaint and petition to the Lord. But a serious one I have uh, for our single moms was, I had a long car ride with my oldest, and he was probably in the third or fourth grade, and I was a single mom at this point, and he was really struggling because he uh, just had not been able to see his dad much at all, and I knew he was struggling, and I was trying to be an awesome spiritual mom and just a mom. And so I decided to make the car ride even more awkward. And I we were talking a little bit about puberty, but then I said, let's change the subject. Um, is there anything you've been praying about? I was always trying to engage like him with questions. Is there anything you've been praying about? And he said, are questions prayers? Wow. And I thought, what? And he mm-hmm. said, if I'm asking God questions, are those prayers? And I thought, yeah, yeah, prayer is... We've made this word that makes it sound big and scary and um, real holy, but it's just you talking to God like I'm asking you questions. And he said, then, yeah, I've been praying a lot. And I kind of for a moment wish I never asked him this. I said, well, what have you been asking him? And he said, well, I just keep asking him why this happened to us. Mm. And what he was talking about was the divorce and my marriage ending and, his dad no longer being really a part of his life. And I'm in the car trying not to just lose my mind as we're going down the interstate. And I said, well, is he answering you? And he sat there for a moment looking out the window, and I'll never forget this. He looked at me and he said, I think he just did. I know why this happened. And I'm like, well, tell me, because yes. I've been asking him the same <laughs> thing. And you know what he did, guys? And I am i do not like getting emotional, so I'm trying really hard not to yeah. hear. But he just started naming off these names of people in our lives. And he said, Randy and Lindsay, and Jill. And what he was doing was saying... We ended up having to move, and we had a new community and a new church after my divorce. And he was saying, this is why the Lord didn't make this happen, but this is why he allowed it to happen, because now all these great people are in our lives. And I'm crying, and he's crying. And I said, so instead of asking God why tonight, we can thank him, right? And I'm always telling those people that you're, you're Jesus. When I ask my son why or who's Jesus, like he's saying your names. And so that was my big prayer moment with him of it wasn't the super spiritual, but I love that he asked me mm-hmm. is it questions. That's so wonderful. And that in that moment, me asking him that question back allowed him to see man, the Lord has been moving and we we didn't even see it. So it's yes. so important for us to be having these conversations with our kids. And he was in fourth grade. That's amazing. That wow. is soaked in I got saved that night in the car. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you had a rededication moment I sure you? did oh, yes. going that is, 75 that is so great
2: I do love that I do love that well listen before we close I have two questions first of all I just want to ask you um, I want to ask you Cindy do you have any final thing you would like to say about your book
1: oh gosh I um I'm excited about it. I still can't believe it's real. When I when I hold it in my hands, I'm like, it's a real book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so crazy. Um, when I would, so my my daughter went to school full day, and so then I had half of the day to just sit by myself at home, um, trying to figure out what to do. And so I would just start writing. And as I wrote these prayers, I would sit at this counter right here, just crying. You know, just thinking of all these. Different things that my kids are going to go through—losing someone, or what it's like to adapt to change, or um, you know, having nightmares at night. But there's also good things in it too, like going to the zoo together and just like getting even emotional over these precious memories that I've had with my kids. Um, it's it's fun to see it all bound up in one book, it is. and I know that mm-hmm. there are so many universal things that we experience as moms, as families, and so just I just hope that this can be a tool for families to reach out to God in, in those difficult times, but also in the beautiful times. Too. Yes.
2: That's so wonderful. And can you tell us again, the name of the book and where to get it?
1: Yes. So the name of the book is Words to Jesus, Children's Litanies to Pray as a Family, and you can get it on Amazon.
2: That's great, and we all know how to do that. Just put that on your shopping list today, absolutely today. So I know I'm going to do that. I'll be buying several copies myself as soon as I get home. So uh, your Amazon rating uh, should go up. And by the way, I want to say this as as an author myself. If you like this book, please do. Do uh, the kingdom of God a favor and write a comment on Amazon. Write a positive comment about what you like about it. I would expect there to be a lot of those. Would you please just go to Amazon and make a comment about the book when you get it? If you love it and if the Lord leads you to, please do that. That's a real blessing to the kingdom of God. It promotes his word. With so much on Amazon that doesn't promote God's word, this is your opportunity to serve the Lord and make a difference to other single moms that need to get a copy of this. So, I would love for you to do that. Mel, do you have any closing thing you would like to say to single moms?
0: I guess I just want to say that Pam proved to us today that there's never this moment where you stop becoming a mom and where your kids don't need you. And I'm really encouraged by that with an 18-year-old. So if you haven't, you feel like you haven't done a good job of, of praying with your children or leading them to the Lord that you can start today. um, Mm -hmm. And that if tomorrow doesn't work out the way you expected it, there's another day. And so I just want to encourage those moms that are thinking, well, my kid's already too old for this book. Mm -hmm. And I've missed the mark that they, they've never, they're never too old to hear about how great God is and for you to show them how you come to him. And so um, thanks for telling that Pam, that really encouraged me good so, and I think it's important for our moms to good share that. that's
2: awesome well moms in closing I just want to say a few things first of all I want to say that so many times you say uh oh, I just can't do this you know and there are a lot of things you feel defeated with and you can't do but for you to say I can do this I can take this book and I can read and I can do it I can do it um there are things you can do that are minimal that are the most important things you can do and one of them is beginning this practice with litanies of prayer and even if you've missed the opportunity don't be discouraged you've got teenagers and that wouldn't you saying that wouldn't work with them or whatever it's never too late to take it to God and pray about it and talk to him about it there's never a missed opportunity ever because those children are God's children he's always known their plan he's always known their story and you're a small part of it believe it or not but you are not the whole thing that it's his responsibility to take your heart and transform it into his plan for those kids regardless of whether you miss the opportunity or not but if they are young take advantage of this opportunity you know we want to teach them that prayer is a, a kid's conversation with god that they want a best friend by them they always have one it's our duty to communicate this to them if we still have the opportunity and we always want to remember that prayer is it isn't a transaction it's a relationship with God it is a relationship with God it's not word spoken it's a relationship with God and our young ones need guidance and our older ones may not need they you might have missed the opportunity to do guidance with them but the way you can do for them now is just live it they notice the way you live you don't have to preach it you don't have to pray it to them but they notice the way you live so you're Always hope for you, single mom, in the area of God reaching out and accomplishing his greatest and best for you. So you know what? In closing today, again, I just want to uh, ask you to go to the Equip podcast. You know, go, go, go see some of the, the the different resources we have at Arise Ministries. Uh, I would love for you to send us feedback at info at ariseministries.net or follow our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or other avenues and channels and always, always share anything you love from us on social media. And please check us out at arisesinglemoms.com. And with that being said, we wish you well. God bless you and have a great day.